Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you? It's Trina Mari here and uh, Deirdre O'Keefe is back from Clever Birdie. Hello, Deirdre. Hello, Trina. Did you see the scandal about the RT person who's been living in a free gaff for years and years? Trina, this whole RT scandal is like catnip to me. I am yeah. glued to my Google News with a my house, jaw so on dear the floor. An actual house. I Bosco, know. you should be ashamed of yourself. I know, I know. Be ashamed. I always knew there was something about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and also getting free tickets to the zoo weekly. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock magic door come oh, I can't remember knock, I'm, knock. I'm too young I don't remember that oh someone's going to remember this knock yeah. knock anymore come Someone with me died. to the magic the door magic someone's going to text in alright no. dude <laughs> anyway come on now anyway let's talk about what we're here to talk about benefit and kind so there's a bit of scandal going on people getting cars left right and centre mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started going well what's the problem with that but there's there's an issue because of benefit in kind and there this is, is where you indeed. come in what is benefit in kind so if you're working in a job you're obviously going to get agreed your salary your salary mm-hmm. is your salary yeah. but then there's often jobs that offer you perks fringe benefits and um, things like car allowances other round sum payments company car and basically they're all notional payments well some of them are actual payments but basically they all form part of your taxable income whether or not you physically got money it has to be put through the payroll as if you received it and you pay tax on it okay so, so even if you don't you haven't been given the car like you don't own the car you just have the use of a car Yes, you're getting, you're getting exactly you because the benefit in of theory you're getting the use and enjoyment of this car because you're if it's company car that you're given you're allowed to drive it obviously as and when you want most people have them you know on the premises twenty four seven so it's basically you've been given a perk a perk of the job and revenue are like yes we'll have some of that tax please and thanks it's kind of cheeky in a way for revenue to be after that though isn't it like why are they entitled to it. I know, I know. Well, you know, nothing in this country really where tax is concerned is fair. Um, It's always been, listen, with benefit and kind, I suppose the way revenue look at it is, in their minds, they try to be fair about it. So the lowdown on, I suppose, the BIK, and we're not going to go into boring stats and percentages today, Trina, because I I bore people enough as it is. (laughs) But like the lowdown of it is that the more you drive the car for business purposes, and the more, uh, you know, energy efficient the car is, the less amount of BIK you're going to pay on it. Whereas if you're an exec for a not going to be mentioned, um, you know, publicly funded television station. Right. And you don't do any business driving at all in that car. You should be paying the, you know, BIK at the highest rate that there is. But, right. Um, okay. We don't know. Okay, so yeah, the shorter the trips, the worse off you're going to be tax-wise. Exactly, yeah. because you, you, it just means that you don't really need the car for business purposes. Like a travelling salesman is going to be doing like colossal mileage in a year and it's obvious, it's a no-brainer that they need the car. Mm. So they'll be paying an awful lot less tax on that benefit than, you know, the higher person who doesn't actually need it for company car, but it was something that they were lured in you know, as a perk of the job. And often it's not a perk. Often if they sat down and did their math, it would have been cheaper for them just to buy the car themselves. Yes. And now we talked about this before, Deirdre. You were saying about sometimes it's better for someone to say, no, I actually won't take the company car because of the tax implications of that. So, yeah, so it's only worthwhile if you're going to be on the road all the time kind of thing. So are we, is it a lot of of tax then? It can be a lot of tax because this is what catches people out all the time. The value of the perk, we'll call it, the value of the car, 
is actually based on what revenue would class as the OMV. And that means, Trina, the original market value. So you could be given a, I don't know, a 2018 Mercedes tomorrow. It was a company car. And you're like, savage, great, fine, they got that company car I've been hinting for. But the tax on that is actually going to be calculated on what did that car come to market on? What price? in 2018. So it catches an awful lot of people out because here they are driving a five-year-old car, but suddenly they're paying benefit in kind on a value that doesn't apply to the car anymore. And that's another reason why you'd often see a a lot of company cars tend to be new. They do tend to be, you know, quite swish cars. Yeah. So you'd be better off driving your own car and billing the company for some mileage or something. Absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. we in this country, thankfully, are, if you're an employer, you are allowed to pay your employee what is classed as the civil service mileage rate. Now, if you were to look up these rates, they're readily available on revenue.ie. Just literally, you know, put into the search engine civil service mileage rates. And they can be savagely handsome because I did the maths in my head for my own journey one time. And I was thinking like, boom, like that is a lot of money that I can claim in mileage. And I know more use that in fuel. But revenue said, well, civil service can get it. So you're entitled to get it. So there you go. I would always say, have a think about it, sit down logically and think, what am I going to be better off doing before you jump on, you know, somebody luring you in with a company car, you know, to get you into a job. Yeah. And come here, Deirdre, how would the revenue know what kind of mileage you're even doing, though? Well, you are expected to keep a very, very, very clear mileage log of all your business travel. So this is your end of the deal. You are expected daily to log, you know, where you travel from and to the distance and kilometres. And be honest about it. Yeah, and be on, as honest mm. as you can. Then they also want to know the purpose for that travel. And so you are expected to, the employee has to keep the records and then obviously pass it on to their employer because it's going to be ultimately on the employer's head to make sure that they're sticking to, you know, the rules. As with anything in this country, it's all self-assessment. Personally, I haven't seen revenue query a person's mileage log, but then you see they might be after much, much, much bigger people who, you know, take advantage of BRK, mm-hmm. say, more frequently. Yeah. So do you think that the whole RTE thing now is going to open a can of worms and people are going to be monitored more closely? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I think for now, revenue are going to be focusing on RTE themselves, and rightly so. Because obviously, well, first it transpired that, you know, if we were all told somebody got a car for five years and then it kind of transpired that actually that wasn't RTE giving that employee a car. That was that employee doing a deal with mm. an external company. That car to him was actually what we were class in tax world as a payment in kind. So instead okay. of getting money physically handed to him for doing his MCing, he got a car. And as such, that's classed as income. So right. So well, we don't know. We don't know whether he's paid benefit in kind or that. So we we better be careful on this because we don't know if he if there's we an implication there. We don't know there. the details. Yeah. but innocent until proven guilty, Absolutely. as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of wow. So there you go. So if you're going for a new job and they're saying here's a lovely car for you, think twice. It might think not twice. be worth your while. Maybe ask for a few extra quid instead. Yeah, there are two. There are two circumstances though where you might be able to avoid BIK. So it might be worth mentioning for oh, yeah, anybody that's interested. Yeah. Now they're not. You know, the first one is not as appealing. The first one is classed as carpooling. So if you are given the use of a company car and you and another employee or plural more employees are going to be using that car, and it's left at the business then at night time, that is exempt from BIK. So there's no BIK if you are carpooling. 
So that's, I suppose, a good thing. Now, the downside is you're not getting the advantage of it at night time. Yeah, so how are you getting home then? Ah, the bus, you know. (laughs) It kind of defeats the purpose in a way. Exactly. And then the other one, as I always harp on about, is the electric car. Now, this is kind of the last year where you're really going to get, you know, significant reduction in BIT. Because at the moment, if you are using an electric car, that is, we'll say, it's usually 35, but revenue of allowed an extra 10K this year. So if you're driving an electric car that um, has an open market value of 45,000 or less, you will pay no benefit in kind. Now, that will change next year marginally, but there is the incentive for everyone again. And we all know why they're putting it on. They all want an electric car. So, But it is something for somebody to consider. Companies are going going, going forward from next year, you'll have to pay, but just not this year. Not as much. Next year, you'll get a reduction of, you're allowed to take 20,000 off the open market, the original market value. Oh. And then the year after, it's go down again until I'm assuming in two, three years, it'll be the same as any other car, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, interesting. See, she's a wealth of knowledge. Deirdre O'Keefe from Clever Birdie. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tina. Knock, knock, open wide. See what's on the other side. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ireland's Classic Kids Radio.